Welcome back to Tim Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Grayout, sitting in the Kanga Motorsports studio, and I have Adam and the infamous Don Boss the Third back for the third time. Yeah. Uh, popular demand. You are the unofficial official third host, unofficially. It's true. So you were unofficially requested. So uh, this is your show. Take it away. <laughs> Oh boy. Congratulations. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. yeah. You're now the lead host. Oh shit. Okay. Well, that sounds about right for this show. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but <laughs> it's just going to be 2 hours of us awkwardly saying, well, "Okay, yep." Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, All right. So, uh, I'm supposed to I don't I didn't even bring notes this time. Whoa. That's, now you're just like us. You're that's welcome. Don's, that's so, Don's teaching style. Yeah, that's not true. I, I'm pretty prepared. I, uh, I'm not sure if you saw my submissions for the uh, challenge today, but they were like laid out, organized with links, clip it information, a snippet of the picture. Mm-mm. That was, I, I appreciate it. That that was nice. I've, I'm yeah. afraid that you didn't follow the rules, and Adam and I will ridicule you for it. But oh, I, gonna... I, I appreciate the effort. We are vague on the rules on purpose. <laughs> Just so let we can it happen. Yeah, so we can argue about it. You know, yeah, I, I was given no rules. In fact, the text said, "Hey, do you want to do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's what?" what are no, you I've do? I've I detailedly explained it in at least a ten word long sentence. What more did what I more did what you, you need want from me? I don't know what you want from me, man. <laughs> well, the weird thing I opened the I opened the forum to questions and no one raised their hand. What do you want from me? Well, then also uh, you put it out there that we were doing a Craigslist challenge, and people probably figured out by now that that's what we're doing. But then we put it in the group chat that you know we're going to do this and this is our our budget. And then Don responded with, "Yeah, I found this." And then I had I had to respond right away and go, "We didn't need to actually buy them. Just want to make yeah, that sure that part was unclear. <laughs> Just want to make sure that you didn't go out and buy one of these things. These things are hypothetical. These things are hypothetical. <laughs> uh, up until about five minutes ago, I had the highest bid on bring a trailer on that first one. <laughs> You, you like, thank God someone outbid me on that. I thought I had to buy these things. <laughs> this podcast is getting expensive. See, you don't even know, man. Yeah, so you're in a live auction, which means you already broke the rules. But anyway. It's true. But you have been doing some other cool stuff, though, where you actually did buy a, things. Yep, I did buy a lot of things recently. So tell us about that. So many things. Oh, boy. Where to start with that? Okay, so... Me being me, I'm always uh, I'm always trying to side hustle, always trying to make the side income, you know, other than a full time job. And I just, you know, scour the uh, Facebook marketplace for things I can buy and turn a profit on, usually car related things I know. Um, and I stumbled upon a listing of a guy uh, just east of Chicago that owned like an ATV and recreational vehicle store. And he was selling his entire inventory, the entire store. And I contacted him uh, because it said, you know, there's 75 or $78,000 worth of inventory for 30 grand. So I was like, I'll inquire. Okay. Like, was he and, going out of, uh, like he was going out of business. So I asked him, like, so, you know, why are you selling? And at first it was uh, some business expenses came up that he needs to be able to cover. Okay. And then, uh, after talking a bunch and shooting numbers around, uh, the conversation came up again, and then it changed. This is probably two days later. It changed from what he originally said of business expenses to he just needs to make room for uh, 
2021 inventory. So that was kind of a red flag there that his reason for selling all of it, uh, all of it changed within, you know, the 10 conversations we had in the, in the first two days. So we go back and forth for a while and I negotiate uh, a price down, like what, what I will buy. There's 44 items, 44 ATVs, scooters, dirt bikes, mini bikes, um, electric scooters of all different sizes, 44 of these things. And 44 doesn't sound like a lot until you rent a semi and try to fit 44 <laughs> items inside of it and they don't fit. <laughs> That's a lot of items. Yeah. And ATVs aren't exactly tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when uh, a buddy, so when I, when I saw this opportunity, um, I thought about just doing it myself, but then I'd have to drive down there by myself. And I don't like that. That's a, that was a seven hour drive or six hour drive one way. So I asked a handful of friends, um, Hey, you know, how are you setting with, you know, liquid assets? Could you, do you want to go have these on this? I think I asked five people in total. And the only one, like I had a couple maybes, a couple like, well, if you get all the part numbers, we can look up all the pricing on stuff. You know, I'll think about it. And that just seemed like way more effort than I wanted to put into it. <laughs> so when I, uh, I, I asked Josh, a good buddy of mine, I've talked about him a few times on the show. He uh, races with Booney and the boys. And uh, I told him like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? He's like, yeah, you want to go on Friday? I'm like, okay, well, that was easy. So, uh, so him and I decided to uh, split it 50, 50 and go t- he rented a giant freaking uh, Cummins diesel semi with air brakes, massive thing. And when I saw it, I'm like, you know, th- this is overkill. Why the hell did you rent something so big? And I, like, I was kind of upset about it. <laughs> and then when we got there and loaded up, uh, we didn't have enough space. Yeah. So, you, yeah. You truly needed like, like a, like a semi and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. So let's, let me back up a little bit and like, let's talk about how the deal went down. So 44 items, original asking price was 32 K. Um, I took off two items that I didn't think I would be able to sell myself in a hurry. And so we, we dropped those items off the price plus the negotiation of the negotiating that I do. I did all on the 32,000 original that he was asking and we got it for a decent amount lower than that and split between Josh and I. And when I was asking him for information on the items, like parts, numbers and stuff like that. So I could research it. He's like, Oh, you won't be able to. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's my own custom brand. I, I uh, have a design team and we come up with these designs and we re, re- reach out to manufacturers and they build them for us. And I'm like, holy shit, that's pretty cool. You it's know, like, he's making like, these are his own creations that, you know, he, he has a design team. And like, again, I haven't met the guy. I don't, all, all I've done at this point is look up his LLC and his rating on the better business bureau. So, um, bureau. Uh, so I, he, he's on paper, he looks pretty legit. And so he's feeding me this, Turns out to be a line of shit. I was gonna uh, say the- how these are his uh, his own creations, so there's no part numbers I can look up for price references. But he can he can tell me what the specs are, so I can look up similar items with the same specs. So these aren't okay, like ha- fair enough. so these aren't Hondas and Yamahas and and KTM's. 
mean, they're all made in China, so basically, yeah. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Teos and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, um, all of the ATVs were Teo Teo, Tato, whatever you want to call it, that TOA TOA brand. Yep. Um, but the the part that pissed me off, and when we when he was sending me pictures, he's like, "Yep, no Chinese brand. These are all made in Canada." <laughs> Uh, by my manufacturer that I have set up and it was probably my fault for being too excited when I got there and saw all these things. And again, we negotiated on 44 items. We got there. I walked through, I had a checklist. I'm proficient. I looked, I counted all 44 items Yep, yet we were good to go. He sold, sorry, there was 44 items originally. I took two off. So we were down to 42 and then, uh, a customer showed up and bought one of the ATVs as we were like a half an hour away. And the guy called me. He's like, yeah, you technically already bought this from me. So if you want to sell it to him, you know, he can hand the money to, to me and you can just take it off the amount that you're paying me. Like, okay, fair enough. So we sold, um, we sold one item before we actually got there, took two items off the list. So for hard math, that's 44 minus three. So that's 41 items. So we got there, looked at my checklist. Yep. Uh, all 41 items are accounted for. We start loading up and it was a nightmare to load stuff uh, just because there was so much. And we had to like Tetris it a few different ways to get it to fit. And it was, it was rough. And so we got all loaded up and in the process of getting all loaded up, I stopped keeping track of items. Like they were oh, no. all there and accounted for when we, preloaded up but as we were loading it was just chaos like every time i turn around from getting an item like somewhat situated there was two more items coming in to get loaded in the truck it was it was just chaos so everything seemed fine until we got home and unloaded which was that same night it was a lot so we we left early in the morning on a friday we left at 8 a.m we got back at around midnight to 1 a.m once we got home and unloaded so pretty long day and we get home and unloaded and we're trying to inventory stuff the best we can. And we have 37 items. So we start going over my list and there's a few high dollar items that were there when we were loading that somehow were not there when Josh and I were in the truck loading stuff that just magically disappeared. Oh shit. So that oh, was an instant no. red flag that this guy is a douche. Oh no. Yep. Um, and the shitty part is I messaged him right away the next day. I'm like, Hey, I think we got shorted on some items. And he's like, Oh yeah. Which ones, which ones? So I told him, he's like, yep, I'll ship those to you. Sorry about that. Don't know how it happened. <sighs> and, uh, after like two days of not hearing from him, Hey, we still shipping those items. He's like, what items? I'm like the ones we didn't get. He's like, you got what you got. Of course. I'm like, and so I'm not going to get into the, the history of, me fighting with this guy, but it's gone back and forth for a while. That was almost uh, two weeks ago, but uh, so that's a thing. So I'm shorted on a couple items that had some pretty high resale. One of them was a full size electric dirt bike. I really wanted to play with a uh, 6,000 watt full size electric dirt bike. Yeah. That'd been fun. Just yeah. yeah. That'd been a lot of fun. <laughs> Another one was a, uh, a juiced electric pedal bike. We we're supposed to get two of them. We only got one. We sold one, within 12 hours of us getting the stuff home. We got home at midnight. 
So noon the next day, we, I had that item sold already. Oh, wow. So Those like, are like hot things these days, especially the yeah. bicycle thing in hipster Des Moines is going to go well. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So uh, a little perturbed that we got shorted on items, especially one that had such a good resale, but that is what yeah. it is. Let's move forward. So uh, putting that behind us, we're going back to, these are his custom items that he has made between a, a facility in the U S and in Canada and Germany are his manufacturers. Um, I start looking at some of these things and it's like the made in Canada sticker. It looks funny. So I peel it off and it's covering up the plate of the actual manufacturer who he bought it from. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's slapping made in Canada stickers over like made in China stickers. Uh, and made in Taiwan yeah. like plates because they all have to be stamped like where they come from. So this guy just bought like a pack of made in Canada stickers off Amazon or eBay, and just stuck them on and, and are, are calling the products his. They weren't his at all. And so that's illegal rebranding. Right. And the part and even that I can I can look the other way and not be pissed off that I bought these because they're still worth money. Yeah, it's Canada, probably it's probably actually better that they're a name that people might kind of recognize even if they're kind of known as being a Chinese knockoff than like a a total, like I can't even Google this. Yeah. And you couldn't, it might be better that way, but I couldn't find anything for like price references. Right. So So it might be better as a, as a Yeah, And that's why, that's why I'm like, okay, I'm not that upset about it. At least, at least they can be fine. The part, this whole deal of the one thing that pissed me off more than anything was he doubled the wattage on everything. So if it was a thousand watt scooter, he listed it as a 2000 watt scooter. So when he sent me a, it's a 2000 watt city scooter, I'd look up 2000 watt city scooter. I'm like, okay, they sell for 1500 bucks. All right. Getting a pretty good deal on that. So everything he sold us had um, close to double the actual wattage of what it actually was. When I, when I actually looked at the part numbers so the $78,000 in inventory, I'm doing air quotes for those listening, um, is closer to $24,000 once I was actually able to search everything out and like uh, product search everything. It turned out to be closer to like $24,000, $25,000 in product. Like at, if you could sell it at 100% face value. Right. So he was claiming almost 80K. It turned out to be less than 30K with the actual name of the items with the actual wattages and all of the actual specs and Josh and I not being shady dick holes like this guy, we relabeled everything to what it actually is and listed it correctly. And even doing that. And so our, our plan was to whatever we could find it for sale, the cheapest price we can find on the internet, we'll take uh, 20% off that. And if it's, if, if we're selling it for, um, less than what we bought it for, then we're taking a hit on it because we're not going to get hundred percent retail out of these things. They're used, they're new items, but they're not from a, a dealer. So people don't pay hundred percent for them. So uh, we've moved out of the 41 items we should have got. We had 37. We have, so, so I say we, I, Josh hasn't sold shit yet. If you're listening to the Josh, <laughs> you haven't sold shit yet. 
um, which works out because he's not a people person and he, he, anything that's been broken, I just take the Josh's house. I'm like, this isn't working. And he has it fixed back to brand new. So it, it works out. And there is a go-kart. Play to your strengths, right? Yeah. Play your strengths. I'm a people person. I do pretty good with that. Josh, he, uh, really good mechanically. So it, it, it's worked out nice. So do you set like half the stuff in his garage, half the stuff in your garage? Yeah. So we didn't we didn't have enough room between either one of us because it's a lot of items. Yeah. So we stuffed his garage is empty now. Uh, I sold all that, and I'm down to five items in my garage. Oh wow! I think we have we have seven items left to sell out of the whole lot. You move that fast though. Yeah, and that was all within the first nine days. Jeez. We have I haven't really been actively selling. Um, I have like one or two items listed right now, just because we have some mutual friends that are interested in a couple of things and we like to give them first dibs. Like a couple of the, the scooters, like Booney bought a scooter from us. He bought you know, the biggest, baddest one that we had. It was, um, the things got like 12 inch. Yeah. Like 12 inch tall, four inch wide, like huge air tires on it. It's got dual suspension front and back 2,800 Watts. It'll do zero to 40 in like eight seconds or something like that. <laughs> the thing's wild. I mean, it's made for like off road, like, like, you know, tall grass, mud, rock, and just hauling ass through it. It's a wild machine. So Booty bought that one. We have another one that does zero to 45 in like six seconds or something crazy like that. Uh, that one's nutty. It's, it's, we've had a couple, Josh has ridden it. I've ridden it. And I think Randy wrote it. And Randy said, uh, it didn't make sense how the noise it was making because it sounded like there was a tire spinning. Um, but the back tire was on the ground. The front one was in the air. I'm like, yeah, it's because it's, it's got a motor on both tires. It's got a 2,500 <laughs> watt motor on the front tire and the back tire. And when you gun it, it pulls a wheelie and the front tire is like, Wee! and you're doing like a wheelie with this thing. And it just goes, it's gnarly. God, I could just see Randy doing that. Yeah. Just big ass smile. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that that shit eating grin he's always got when he's <laughs> yeah. up to no good. Yeah, so we, we've got a couple scooters left that a few uh, you know close friends have said, "Hey, I'm interested." And they just haven't had the chance to come look at them yet, so I haven't posted them for sale. My sister, um, so I was I listed one on Marketplace, and my sister, who, whose birthday it was this weekend, um, not that that's relevant, but fun fact, <laughs> happy birthday, thank you to her, and. Uh, <laughs> So she messaged me. She's like, Hey, is this scooter still available? I'm like, yeah. Why are you using Facebook uh, marketplace to contact me? She's like, because you have something for sale. I'm like, just message me. She's like, I don't know who you are. I'm like, I'm your brother. She's like, Oh my God. I thought it was a different Don. And like we live four hours apart. She lives in Sioux city. So like random, like she was just in the market for a scooter and she didn't know I bought all this stuff. And she just happened to pick a scooter that I was selling that's all. Awesome. I thought she was just fucking with me or something, but no, she was legitimately just, why would I message you? I don't know who you are. Ah, okay. Makes sense. So anyway, bought 44 or 42 items, made it home with 37 items. Uh, with the last seven items, if they sell, which they will, I just have to be more active selling them. We will still come out with an, a, a nice profit. I, I say nice because we didn't lose money. Um, you know, we'll make a thousand, two thousand dollars each after all cost and everything in time is factored into it. 
which isn't a lot of money for the amount of legwork we did. But we also had multiple days where like our families got together and we rode every one of those things to test it, like to make sure it worked. <laughs> and our kids, like imagine being a kid and having a garage full of go-karts and like electric ATVs. Like it had to be like the craziest, like they have to be dreaming moment because they just loved it. Like we just, we had a blast for multiple days in a row. Um, so even, even if we just broke, even it was worth it just because it was a, a lot of fun to get the families together and ride that stuff around. Yeah. That would have been so, a blast. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that you, uh, you didn't lose money on it. Cause like, yeah, um, I, I assume, and I assume anything you do works out and you make money. So I, I, does. I never question it. You know, like I'm buying these things. I'm like, okay, cool. That means you're going to make like a fuck ton of money. That's great. Good for you. But, uh, don't even I, get me started. Yeah. I, I didn't, <laughs> I never thought for a second that you even had a, like a hiccup all, along the way. I'm like, oh yeah, he bought this for pennies on the dollar. He's going to turn around and sell them for dollars on the dollar. And that's just how Don does things. Yeah. So <laughs> if it, if it would have been a legitimate $78,000 deal, um, I think we were all in for a little less than 20 and at face value, like if it was brand new, uh, it's right around $27,000 worth of inventory. So if, if we're taking, you know, 10, 20% of that off to sell it at, you know, a, a new, but used cost or used, but new cost, I guess you'd call it. Um, we'll probably come out around 24 or 25,000 on it. So, you know, Two thousand each, twenty five hundred dollars each, when we're all said and done. That's uh, good though. Yeah, and it gets it, it gives people the ability to buy some cool shit for cheaper than what they could go to their store and buy it. Plus, they're not paying tax, and everything's all put together instead of being in a box. That's a huge thing. Like people message me like, "Oh, I could buy it for two hundred dollars more on the internet." I'm like, "Okay, we'll do that, and then tax, and then shipping, and then it comes in a box and you got it put together. You don't know if it's going to work or not." So then you have to, might have to deal with sending it back and then waiting for a new one. Like this is put together, working, confirmed by me. Yeah, just brand throw, new. throw it in the back of your truck and go. Yeah, come and get it, take off with it. And so uh, it's been, it was a pretty fun adventure. Like I said, uh, within nine days we had, I had, because Josh hasn't sold shit. <laughs> <laughs> just keep poking that out there. <laughs> He's at home. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been a, a fun adventure. I don't think I would do that same adventure again, but this is where the, the Don boss twist comes in. Yeah. I was, I'm waiting for it. Yeah. So not, I mean, Oh, it's coming. Make, I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's coming. Yeah. So it always is. We'll make a little bit of money, you know, 2,500 bucks each, you know, not, not really a lot for the amount of work it took to do and taking up all the space in the garage, but it was, it was worth it just because we had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's not a lot of, a lot of times you can have a lot of fun with something and still make money. Usually you're spending money to have that kind of fun. Definitely. So, uh, the, the Don boss twist is a lot of people were asking about how the warranty would work. And technically they're warranted through me because I'm the first buyer. So, I reached out to the manufacturer who actually made most of the items and explained the deal to them. And they said, well, for one, that's breaking our dealer contract. And that guy couldn't have done that. That's against our rules. And so I'm like, oh, you think that's bad? He also sold them as his name. And they're like, oh, really? So I supplied all the evidence they needed to like, this guy's 
saying that they're his own item, putting Made in Canada stickers on them, falsifying documents, <laughs> and false advertising on pricing. And they were pretty intrigued about that information. And uh, so hopefully I screwed the guy out of that. So that'd be cool. <laughs> and then I was asking him about the warranty. And I'm like, well, you know, technically, if we know that you sold it, we can't warranty it because you've already sold it. But if you still owned it, we could warranty it. Um, but this particular manufacturer, which I'm not going to state the name until the, the deal's all done, uh, then I'll be I'll have a big announcement about it. Um, like we actually have, we'd really like to have a service center in that area. We, we've been looking at that area for a while. So if you're interested, here is a dealer application you can fill out, and we can Jesus list you, we, we can list you as a certified repair shop. And uh, any God warranty, damn it. any warranty work of our customers, they can bring the items to you. And if it's warrantied, uh, we. Basically, you fix the item and just tell us how many hours you log to fix it. And we'll pay you out of the warranty cost of that. I'm like, uh, let me talk to my partner, who is Josh Jones, and find out if we're interested in that. I talked to Josh and he's like, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to do that. And then so I'm like, well, you know, what else What else would be needed for us to become an actual just dealer? So then we got talking about that. And now it should be... Friday or Monday, if we have to push it back, depending on uh, some paperwork I had to refile. But I will be a licensed dealer for them. I have my own inventory or we have our own inventory. We can sell at whatever price we want. And we are a certified repair shop for this company. So we'll, we'll get money that way. And if we are, um, we'll, we'll have our own sales website. And we're going to try sponsoring WRL and giving away a free uh, pit scooter at every event that we're at. So we're not talking like some like, you know, tiny little piss ant. I can only drive on pavement scooter. We're talking 800 to 1800 watt fat tire, hit some jumps, powerhouse scooter. Uh, we're going to try offering one of those up to the WRL at every event that Josh or I are go to as just a, a sponsorship so we can partner with them and they can, we'll get recognition recognition through the WRL because of giving donations like that. But anyway, the, uh, the cool part, the money part about it is we will have a website that directly links to their, they, they supply all the information as far as they have a, a warehouse in Wisconsin, a very large warehouse. And our website, well, I should say our, the website I'll be building, so I don't think Josh is going to learn how to build a website anytime soon. Um, but maybe he'll surprise us. We don't know. Um, he has been killing it with his Excel formatting lately. So he's maybe. Uh, um, building Excel sheets, building websites, basically the same. Basically the same it's, thing. it's all the same, man. I mean, it's ones and zeros. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need to know. Anyway. We, we set up our website. We use all of their links that they provide. And they, it's like the description, the item picture, how many are in stock directly connects to their warehouse. And when we receive an order, um, the money goes to them and they kick 25% back of the sale to us. We don't have to lift a finger. All we have to do is have a website and recognition through like WRL and getting our name out there at a big event. So people will go to our website see this stuff like, Oh, I saw them give one of these away at the race and it, it looks freaking badass. I'm going to go buy one. So they go to our website, they buy it. Um, 
at a, a very reasonable price because these items are very reasonably priced. And then we get a 25% kickback of the sale just for having our website up and being a partner with them. So all we have to do is put the legwork up to making the website and then we have a passive income. God, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's um by the way, I know, I know once it, again. Yeah, of course. We knew you'd make money on this. By the way, I know a time trial series yeah. that could use a sponsor. Just put it out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally for it. Let's let's talk so, let's talk after the show. Yeah. If you're, if you're legitimately interested, um, Yeah, we are. Again, I'll, I'll reach out to to Josh because him and I are, are partners in this venture, but we wanted we wanted to get our name out there in time trial, WRL. We have a a budget of I think I need to look at my LLC, but I think it's up to thirty five hundred a year. I can write off as I can write off losses up to thirty five hundred as donations for sponsorship and um, advertisement. Yeah, I could promise you be a lot less than that if you do the time trial series. Well, I mean, we, we would give away <laughs> that amount of money worth of goods. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Between okay. it's, if it was like time trials, WRL, we um, and maybe a couple like SSEA events. Between all three of those, we would we would have thirty five hundred dollars a year. We could donate in goods and services, and there's some pretty radical items. Yeah, let's. Uh, uh, there's a there's a few items we have left that I don't think we can sell locally because they're too expensive and too badass. <laughs> um, awesome. There is a. Uh, God, I'm going to butcher the name of this, and Josh corrects me every time I say it, but it's. It's they make one of five a year. It starts with a P. Ghani. That's not very helpful. Yeah, let's say we we don't know, dude. Okay, just a second. I'm gonna have to Google it now. All right, so you you guys talk while I have dead air. Well, <laughs> this is your can't sto- be doing this, this is, to us. Yeah, this is hey, your that, story. That's literally, <laughs> how you tossed me into this? Like, oh, by the way, you're running the show now. <laughs> well, you are. Figure this out. Sink or swim. All right. Okay, I'm going to keep talking as I'm about, yeah. Is it electric? Is it like yeah. one of these electric things? They're all so electric. It's a, it's a supercar. Or is this like a... It, no, it's it's a replica of a supercar. They make one of five of a year. Hmm. No, I'm probably not going to have any idea. Yeah, not a clue. Was like a, like a Hypersport? But no, nah, man. It, I, I, I like can just a, talk like out loud. old? I can just no, talk out loud. But yeah, like if... Time trial, the mid of time trial series is looking for one more sponsor that's going to do prizes, like like end of the year prizes. So this would be perfect, or even so like. It, so, is that per event or just at the end of the year? It'd be just one event, like or at the oh. like championship potentially. So. Yeah, we're totally all in on that. Then. Yeah, let's uh let's talk after the show on uh, on ways we can get involved. Okay, so. I'm going to go take a picture and send this to you quick, okay? That's how, <laughs> this is a terrible that, podcast. It's right here. It's on the other side no, of the door. No, no, it's fine. Don't worry <laughs> no, about it, dude. No, we'll it, it needs later. to happen. I'm already, I'm already up. He's already, he's already gone. God he's already damn. gone. Why? Why, though? <laughs> but did, did, We're like are you 30 surpri- minutes into the show already. We haven't even opened it up yet. Are, are you even a little bit surprised that this just like... No. See, this is the problem. Because like, like, he, when, you, when you leave him... I mean, he's relatively unsupervised, essentially. Yes. You know, because like we're here, but we're not there. No, you know. But like, so he's telling he's the, a loose cannon. He's telling the story like I'm making. It like, man, it's, I can't. Like, I kind of felt bad. I was like, man, we're talking about this. I thought you. Had, I, I just assumed everything went really well, and then all this, you know. Nah, the, dude, never feel the, bad the twist at the end. Us. It's like, oh, by the way, all this extra stuff just fell in my lap. 
Yeah, don't ever feel bad for him. I won't. I I, I never ever. No, will. you shouldn't. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned in the like ten or twelve years of knowing him, it's that there's no point in feeling bad for him because he's going to come out on top anyway. Yeah, clearly. I sent you pictures. It's a Zonda, by the way. Oh, Pagani. Yeah, Pagani Zonda. You had the P right. Yeah, I had the P right. So it's a limited production, one of five. Exact replica, licensed by them. It oh comes shit! With like a really nice booklet, and there's fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, it's like a, a Power Wheels. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, it's I a thought fifth. we were talking well, like a you say full size wheels, car. But no, it's a it's an exact replica of the car down to the hand signature that's put on it. Holy shit! With the one of five made, yeah, it's they're fifteen hundred dollars on on the internet. Yeah. I thought we were talking like a full-size no, car here. It's got a five-port racing harness, an actual leather seat that has adjust like it'll it has lumbar, <laughs> it actually slides forward and back. It's got a GPS built into it. Link your phone to it, MP3. It's ridiculous. The thing is That's wild. Hilarious. And then we have this uh it's an electric go-kart but wrapped. I sent a picture to this to Adam. It's a it's a plastic Porsche body on a full-frame electric Metal go kart. That's pretty wild too, but that's going to be hard to see. Yeah, that thing's pretty ridiculous. But maybe not. Maybe I'd, with that, you I'd know, you stimulus just, money. Yeah, I'll say if you, you pick the right time to try to sell things, so just throw yeah. it on marketplace. I bet you get your money. Yeah, it's got everything for sale. Fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, every, everything has a fourteen thirteen hundred dollar price tag. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So. God, I hate you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Don. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. I know I was kind of long-winded, but there's quite a bit going on. I haven't um I haven't made a lot more headway with the coolers. I've kind of been at a stalemate. Oh, actually, let's talk about that for a second. Can I talk about that? Yeah, because I, I you still have to make me one. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll still I'll have a couple of onesies, twosies made, but not as far as mass production. I'm not there yet. Um so I need more the free time, time so I can come and like push him towards that. I appreciate that. But I don't have enough free time. Yeah. So I'm trying though. I know. I don't have enough free time. Uh, so last time I was on the show, we talked about the cooler in depth and like uh you know what my plans with it are and what it's capable of. And it wasn't like 48 hours later. Um, was it chill out? Yeah. Cool. Chill out. Chill out. Yeah. Not cool suit. Chill out. Um, they reached out to me on Instagram and keep in mind, I sent them and cool suit an email like over a year ago. And I got an email back from cool suit saying they weren't interested in at the time, but thank you. And I never got a reply back from Chill Out. So kind of but, I was kind of butthurt about that. And they reached out to me and like, oh, hey, Don, you know, um, stumbled upon your uh, Instagram here and re- really interested in what you got going on. Well, you know, what kind of technology are you using in that? And, you know, uh, started private messaging me on Instagram. And like, obviously, the guy runs a business. So like, I, I can't I can't assume, assume he's being uh, straightforward with me, but so far, so far, super nice guy. The owner of the company, super nice guy. We've talked back and forth now for weeks, and you know, we kind of he kicked around the idea, like, you know, what do you think something like that's worth? You know, what are you looking to get out of it? 
you know, you know, 30 grand would, would buy the design. And at first my like, 30 grand, that's awesome. But then that 30 grand would be high capital gain. So I'd lose, you know, 25% of that right off the top. And I don't have, I only have about 10 or 12 grand into it. So it seems like a lot of money, but if I count all the hours I have put into it and all the failed attempts, like I really sat down and thought about it. And I talked to Adam for a little bit and uh, even Josh and my wife. And so I ended up coming back. I'm like, you know, honestly, after thinking about it, I'm probably closer to like the $400,000 mark for my design. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's quite a bit different. We'd, we'd have to, we'd have to have one here and see how it works before we can talk about a number like that. So for the record, there is almost nothing in this world I've ever not wanted you to do more than sell this. Like I, I can't, <laughs> I can't even begin to describe how much of a bad idea I think it would be for you to sell that away and not see what we see what you could do with it. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I agree. There's, there's more so much, just- so much so that I am fully prepared to give what little spare time I have towards helping you achieve what it could do just to see. And to me, it just, I'm like, well, you know why it's just a driver cooler. And then it wasn't until you came over last weekend and you're like, that's not, these are the other capabilities this thing would have. And so um, Adam came over and I I showed him one of my custom Peltiers and we put it on the the bench. Did you take pictures of that at all? Yeah, I got some pictures of it. And yeah. What temperatures did it get down to? Insane. Just just sitting there on his on his bench, like and not in any way, shape, or form, like uh like something that Don like he literally just like grabbed a couple pieces and set it down. It was certainly not like optimized uh, at all. An optimal situation. And it, it was, was not, not liquid. Yeah, it was just sitting in the room. He just took this little like USB temperature probe that he has and he set it on top of the module and in less than five minutes it was below negative 60 degrees uh, Celsius Celsius yep good lord yeah it was pretty radical like and I think it kind of plateaued somewhere around like the negative 70 mark yeah it was like seven negative 78s where um, it hit its maximum delta T curve and just kind of sat there and then you know he took like this little like dripper squirt bottle of water and you just like drop a little drop on it, you know, and, and like you can stack them up. Like it, it yeah, freezes you, instantly. Yeah. You sent us and that you can picture. Just drip, it's- drip, drip, and just build them up on top of each other. And like, it literally took five minutes to reach that temperature less probably. And that was, that was a single unit. My, uh, my cooler has four of those in it. Yeah, and is- like you look at the picture and it's literally just like, from the outside looking in, not knowing what you're looking at, it just looks like two pieces of metal with a red and a black wire sticking out from between the two of them. Yeah, you can't yeah. sell that. And, and it's like two Design. inches square. Yeah, you, and like a quarter inch thick. I mean, it's it's the most it's simple. Literally the exact there's no There's no moving parts. There's no, like, it's as simple as can be. And it just works. And it's freaking mind-blowing. Like it still gets me excited when I think about it. I know that like that's he, you know, obviously you've you've improved on something that already existed. It's not like you, yeah, yeah built I didn't this develop from scratch. This. You didn't you didn't yeah. design the, like this isn't some scientific breakthrough in thermodynamics. Nope. Um, but it's still like so weird to see that sitting in in, you know, 
my roommate from college's basement <laughs> in his laboratory. Like the, <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird to me. <laughs> and it's, it's so exciting to me. And there's, there's so many possibilities that that little thing has outside of, you know, just trying to keep uh, us idiots cool on a racetrack that, um, they have way higher potential like market potential. Um, I just, I think selling off that design and not being able to, to do things with it, take it places and see what, see what could happen. It would just be a huge mistake. Yeah, I agree. And the thought of having like a large sum of money, like right now was like super exciting. But now that it's been like two or three weeks since I've talked to the, that them about it, we were supposed to do a meet and greet in person at mid Ohio, uh, two or three weekends. And I was going to bring my first uh, unit with my new chiller, my new chilling modules um, to the event with me. And I was going to have them look at it with me. They could see it in action in a car. And that's where uh, we were going to do our first meet and greet and uh, talk about, you know, what kind of price they could toss at it now that they saw it in person and what it was actually capable of. Probably the, the, uh, the best moment for me is when I told him I was using Peltier technology. He's like, yeah, we started with those. So that seems like, you know, the best solution, but you know, we were, we were pulling 40 amps and still not able to cool um, below 60 degrees. I'm like, I can get negative 60 degrees on mine. And like, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe on a bench, but it's a lot different in the car. I'm like, well, I, I can get sub zero in a 170 degree cockpit. And they're like, no, no, the Peltiers can't do that. So I, I set up a makeshift cockpit. I had like a heated blanket over top of like this chair. It's like a racing computer chair and a space heater inside of it with multiple temperature sensors showing it was anywhere between 150 and 170. And then a video of my cooler pumping like 31 degree fluid through a shirt that's inside of there. I'm like, yep. Pretty sure he can do it. And like, I just wish I could have been like looking at his engineer's face as their engineer that was supposed to, you know, that said that it could be done with Peltier's just some guy over the phone in his basement just, just did it. Yeah. And with, with significantly less, a lot less pumping through it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, mine, mine operates right now with those four modules at 16 amps, which sounds like a lot when you actually put it in water, 16 amps at 14 volts. Isn't that much? No, not at all. Yeah. And four might be overkill. We'll see. So my, my, and that's what Josh thought too, is um, I think two will do it, but I would rather have too many and then have it automatically be able to switch between high and low. I have a high and low. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that necessarily. But, I would rather have too much know. and then not. So I would rather have it overperform than underperform and have people give a shit review of it. I'd rather right. have people be like, it was too fucking cold. I had to turn it down. Then people be like, yeah, I, I had to add ice around it because it wasn't cold enough. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're uh you shouldn't sell that. You should, you should market that and build the brand around it. Well, so that kind of takes me into what else I've been doing lately is in order to market, market it. Um, I had, I had to be able to quickly and efficiently, model um, parts. And so obviously the, I, I've been paying someone to 3D print stuff for me. They're like, okay, I make a small change to it. That's $18 to print it. 
okay, it didn't quite work, so I made a few small changes to it, $18 to print it. And it just baffles me. I, I haven't owned a 3D printer, so I bought two 3D printers. <laughs> Not just one, two. I've <laughs> always always wondered why you didn't own a 3D printer. Yeah, I don't know, because I do a lot. Because uh, I have friends. Like I, have you know, printers. we have some mutual friends that own them, and I get that. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's good to support your friends, just like... Yep you know, I'm trying to do here or whatever. And I've even supported David in yep. buying stuff from him. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's the turnaround time that like, for sure. I have to, I'm going to, I need it designed tonight and printed by morning for me to make progress. I can't wait a week or two. And, um, when people are, you know, have a 3d printer, and they're trying to run a side hustle with it. They have other orders that come in first. So I, I really just needed one for myself. Yeah. And I don't want to have one and have it be broken. So I bought two. So hopefully one of them's always working. I think, I think, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah. So that's, so, um, my BMW Z4, I haven't really decided what I'm going to do with that yet. It's currently setting outside of my garage with a car cover on it because my garage is still somewhat full of items I need to move. So we have, Two go karts. Um, I, I, I assume when you decide to sell it, you'll just sell it for a massive profit. So I don't think so. So right now, the issue I'm having with it is it was a running driving car. No, no issues with it. Uh, somebody, I told you, I told you a story about the guy that was going to buy it. He was making payments on it, and then he made the, he made two payments, and then when it was time for the third payment and for him to come pick it up, he just never showed up. It was like two weeks went by and finally he just showed up at my house and said he couldn't buy it and needed his money back. Oh yeah. I remember you did, you did talk yeah. about that. And I'm, I'm, I try to be a pretty honest person with business and I understand shit happens. So I'm not one of those people like, Oh, too bad. You signed a contract, my money, blah, blah, blah. I'm a dickhead. So, um, I gave him his money back and then, but in the process of him making payments, he stopped over at the house quite a few times because he wanted very specific items added back to it. Like he wanted the um, hot air. I, I removed the um, heat exchanger out of it completely. Yep. He wanted that put back in. He wanted a couple of creature comforts put back in. I'm like, okay, you know, I can wire those up. He wanted to change the wiring and do like a, like a, a switch panel, like a carbon fiber switch panel. So we were redoing the wiring for that. And he wanted to learn how to do the wiring. So um, I was teaching him how to use a soldering iron and how to wire and stuff like that. So there was a decent amount of time invested from me working with this person to get the car exactly how he wanted it for him just to like back out and buying it. So that sucked. And then the worst part that sucked is after all this is said and done, the car doesn't start now. Like, like something wrong electrically or like it just turns over. Um, it is start. a module that BMW uses that links to a rolling code on the key Oh, and somehow they got out of sync and I believe I have the correct communication cable to communicate with that driver or that module and then roll, roll the module back one code. And I did that and got it to start. And then the next time I went to start, I did the same thing. So at this point, it's worth more money just selling the parts out of it because the motor's worth damn near more than I can get out of the whole car. Right. It, it's their high performance um, three liter. So between the motor transmission, 
coil overs, wheels and tires, and then random bits and pieces I can sell off of it, I can get a lot more than what I actually have in the car out of it if I just parted it out and set on the parts for however long it takes. Yeah, no, I'm, no, that goes. I'm not above doing that. <laughs> I'll get my money out of it. Yep. So it's just kind of in my way right now, which sucks because I wish I had the, the space or the money for a different project. And like I said, that was just, uh, I got a little too gung ho by hanging out with Booney and the boys and they, they do race car stuff all the time. So instead of just buying the car and leaving it in like a, a nice running car state where I could just had a nice, you know, daily driver that had some coilovers on it and it had some nice mods. It was still a completely put together car. It looked okay for what it was. It's a BMW and it's a Z4 and it was the, you know, high output version. Nope. Within two weeks, that fucker was gutted <laughs> down to frame. So, uh, and now I'm going to be parting it out. So that kind of sucks. That's a, a good learning lesson for anybody that's listening that just wants to jump balls deep into making a track car. You're, you're still going to make sure ahead, that you have though. time to have a track car. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a good point. If yeah. you're in, if you're going to do it, track cars are awesome until you build them and realize you don't have time for them. Right. That part kind of sucks. All right. Well, well, we're about fifty minutes into this show. Do you think we should open it up? I was up? gonna say we should. We should <laughs> you told me to talk, on. so I talked. We should definitely move on. Okay. All right. As always, our opener so. is presented by Factory Fabrication, factoryfabrication.com for um, any custom furniture, cha- tables, chairs, benches, uh, handrails, um, stairs. Gosh, you name it, they can build it. Um, cages in your three hundred and fifty Zs. Um, he'll take the time to build a fucking incredible cage. It, I'm so happy with how it's turning out. But if you need any sort of they like made a, the coolest bunk beds, he did make. Did the, you see that? Yeah, it was posted on his Instagram. The yeah, they did, they just did the railing for it, but the, the um a, right. cl- a client did like the the T shaped bunk bed. So you got the bunk bed on top, and then like a like a book nook, and then another bed, and then like a uh, like a nice stair going up to the the top bunk and he did the rails for that. Uh, super, super nice looking way better than anything you could buy, but it's just really cool to see the type of stuff that's coming out of, out of his facility and, and they just keep growing. So it's obviously thanks to the podcast and the reach that we have that their business is just booming. But, uh, yeah, factorfabrication.com for all your fabrication needs. If you need to get railed factorfabrication.com. You need to get railed. Yep. <laughs> Rail they're caged. Oh. Rail rail they're caged. Phrasing, right. Robbie. Oh, that's solid. Booty uh, will rail you hard. He'll, he'll, if you need railing for your house, he will rail you. Best railing you've ever had. That needs to be a shirt. That needs to be a shirt. Get railed. Factor fabrication. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that shirt. It, I would proudly buy that shirt. Uh, yeah, I think I think that needs to happen <laughs> for sure. All right, Adam. What do we open this up with? Anyway. Yeah, so uh, was it last week, a couple weeks ago, six months ago? Who knows? Uh, we <laughs> talked about um, Toyota, along with a bunch of other manufacturers, entering into Lamar's new uh, hypercar class. And one of the requirements of the hypercar class is that you create homologated street legal versions of this top-tier race car. Um, which is obviously something that a lot of people like think back on the air quotes glory days of, of prototype racing is like being that being one of the cool things about it is that um, 
you could get these as real cars um, back in the day. So they're doing that again. And obviously, because we live in this crazy world where people just buy uh, cars as investment opportunities and then turn around and sell them um, (laughs) for insane markups uh, in very different ways than Don is doing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm looking at you, Porsche owners. Uh, Toyota is, has put out a questionnaire that you can fill out for the opportunity to be considered to buy one of these, what they're calling right now, a GR super sport. So, GR so, being gazoo racing. So this is just like what to, uh, uh, Ford did for the GT. For the, the GT. Ford GT. Yeah. The right. GT. Um, but I don't remember if that ever was publicly posted. It was, it was on their website. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, this one I stumbled across, and there's some hilarious things in here. I'm not actually going to fill it out because I don't own enough cars to do such. Um, we all, as a group, do not own enough cars to fill this out even. So it's kind of hilarious and kind of funny, and uh, it really makes you understand how um, peasant we really are. Yeah, in I get the world of hypercars. I get reminded. Well, even today, I was like, I, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I've been, I got my tax return back. I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll get everything I need for the Z, so it's ready for June. And I ordered the new Koenigs. I'm like, and I bought, you know, new wheels. Like, I haven't bought new wheels in a long time. Pretty Dude, Robbie was talking about buying new wheels and sticker Hoosiers. I thought he had the Rona already. <laughs> Just things for sure. He was sick. Robbie nah. was talking about buying brand new things. Well, yeah. GTFO. But anyway, so I'm, I he's, think, uh, he's turned a new leaf. So we're, yeah, I was like buying new things this week. And then JB posts a picture of this Aventador super whatever Lamborghini. He's like, I think I should get one of these. Okay. I bought <laughs> wheels and felt like I'd, I'd, I'd spent decent money on something. And then JB's like, check out this Aventador. I should buy it. God, I'm jealous of him. <laughs> hey, what's your bolt pattern on wheels that you're looking at? 5 by 114 I've got a set of four with brand new rubber on them, brand new wheels and rubber. I'll give you for pretty cheap if you're interested. Are they 18 by 10 and a half? They are. You got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, that's what I bought for my, my BMW. I, I've looked for wheels for months and pulled the trigger yesterday on brand new ones. And you've had sitting on wheels that I would have used. Yeah, they're God, brand new stickers. They're not damn. Hoosiers, but there's stickers on the tires. You got to be fucking kidding me. God damn it. Uh, that makes me so I'm happy. so annoyed. I think, I think they're 10 and three quarter or 10 and a quarter. Something, something weird like that. But yeah. God dang it. That's annoying. It's probably the wrong offset or something though. It's fine. Uh, 35. So. Uh, it's not great, but it, that could have worked. Anyway, That's let's annoying. go through this. Sorry. So I'm just basically, <laughs> I'm just going to read uh, some of the ones that are f- funny and we can laugh about them. We can ha ha. Um, the, you know, it starts out with the obvious parts, you know, the name, your address, your country, your age, your email, uh, whether or not you are associated with a Toyota or Lexus dealer. I mean, aren't we all? Yeah, who isn't? That's in their basic information. It's not, are re- you it's not required, though. With, no, that's not, a, that's not one of the required things. But it does say, if you have a Toyota or Lexus dealer with which you usually associate, please enter. 
So, and then information for cars you own. It starts out with, and this is a required field. How many high performance cars do you own now? And then underneath that, they give you 10 spaces for which you can rank all of your high performance cars you currently own in order of favorites. <laughs> okay. Which I think is hilarious. My, my, my top 10 supercars do that I, like I own. My, do I like my Porsche, my, my 911, or do I like my my Huracan? Or, you know, I really, I know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pandering to Toyota here. I should probably put my Supra in there somewhere. Yep. Uh, both of my Supras, of course, because I've got a new one and a Mark IV. Uh, you know, and just like, you know, list out the things, right? Uh, then overall average mileage per year driven with your sports car, anywhere between zero and 20,000 kilometers. Uh, the next spot models of soup of sport car you plan to purchase in the future. They give you five spots for that. Uh, Robbie's favorite question in the entire world. This is a required question. Do you currently or have once owned a Toyota 2000 GT? I want to. <laughs> that's not, that's like not an one option. Of, one of the most coveted cars for Robbie. Yep. I own uh, now, I owned with, before, or I never owned. <laughs> yeah. The next one, same question required as well for an LFA. Which, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is right up in there with the t- the 2000 GT. Yeah, plus it's not very many of them. I think that narrows no, it down pretty uh, quickly. Know, I don't think there's very many of either of those, really. No, definitely not. But uh, Frequency with which you drive on a circuit per year. Zero, less than five, less than ten, and over ten. That Ooh. is also a required inf- uh, question. I'd do pretty good on that one. Um yeah, you're doing all right there. You know, <laughs> I got that one going that'll for definitely me. Definitely move you up in a spot or two. <laughs> uh, and then information for motorsports. These some of these are kind of funny to me. Uh, automobile motorsports in which you are interested in. Multiple answers accepted. And then it's got a list of you know the big ones: Formula One, WC, Formula E, IndyCar, NASCAR, etc. Uh, next up your participation in motorsport. Uh, and then it's, it goes everywhere from like, Oh, I just watch, or I go to the races. I participate as a mechanic, a driver. Uh, my, the last two here are my favorite. I own or have owned a racing team. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> I invest, have invested or sponsor or have sponsored a racing team. They don't ask for dollar amounts, so, so I think you... Yeah. No, I feel like I could do okay I mean, on that one. Yeah, define race team, because, I mean, I ran a pretty uh, pretty intense and successful uh, season of autocross with my Don Johnny. <laughs> I would yep. consider that a race team. It was a full effort. I was mechanic and driver, and I invested more than I want to talk about in it. Can confirm all you of know? that. Yes. <laughs> Uh, motorsport license with which you uh, or that you have or have had and they're all international FIA licenses which I think is funny you can really tell who they're going after here yep Um, what are your interests and expectations for the GR Supersports 
and they talk about like, you know, are you excited about the fact that it's a road going hypercar, what it looks like, uh, you know, just some of that stuff. You can check more than one or whatever. It's fine, whatever. Um, and then the last question, your intention to purchase the GR super sport with, uh, and your options are will buy by all means will buy if possible, not very keen to buy no intention to buy at all. And I just don't know why they would even bother putting that on there. Cause no one's going to go through the effort of filling this out. I guess, unless it's a joke, but still, uh, and then have no intention to buy it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But I do think it's funny. We'll buy by all means. I, I, we'll buy by all means, I no matter what. Yeah, that one's got to like, be the one that, uh, yeah. you know. Sacrifice my firstborn, whatever it is I've got to do, I am going to own one of these Toyota hypercars. Yeah, they haven't set a price for it. It is funny. Uh, it's just kind of, it, it's hilarious to the, the, like, rank your 10 favorite Sports cars that you own, that's a funny question to me. Um, there's clearly some of these questions that are targeted at a very different tax bracket, uh, like whether or not you've owned a Toyota 2000 GT or a Lexus LFA. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny. It Anybody can fill it out, so. Insignificant. Yeah, anybody can fill it out, so you know that they're going to get like this, like grossly huge number of bullshit results. Which you know, I don't know. That's why I'm surprised that this is publicly posted. I thought originally when I came across this that it was uh, an oversight by somebody that it had been publicly posted, and that by the time we got around to do- talking about it on the show, they would have put it behind uh, like a login wall or something like that you know to keep to keep us common folk from filling it out yeah i'd be curious how many phony ones ford had to deal with or how many they're about to deal with at toyota but like yeah you're filling out a a, you know you're filling out a a questionnaire for a vehicle that you don't know what it's going to truly look like at the end or the price which we can assume is about three million so yeah i think you're safe Oh yeah, for sure. It's for sure. Yeah, it's this car will for sure be in the two to three million dollar range, without a doubt. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So that maybe they won't get as much spam, or maybe they'll make it so not worth their while that if someone does, they'll get Toyota calls and emails and spam all day, every day. And- well, you do have to give them <laughs> their, your email and your phone number, right? So I guess uh, it's a you risk. Know, risk you're willing to take. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it might just be a fishing expedition, you know, to get some data mining going. Yeah, I think I don't know. They'll, they'll be just fine. So. Yeah, it is, it is going to be super cool to see cars that are racing at the, at the their top class that are available to the public. Obviously, not exactly yeah. the same. I mean, but. they're they're literally going to look like LMP1 cars. Well, it looks like Toyota is going to be the the one that goes the closest to the LMP1 design, like the Glickenhaus and yeah. I think, is it Porsche and Audi? We'll see what Ferrari comes up yeah, with. Yeah, and Ferrari's you coming know, I'm, back. I'm interested to see what Ferrari's going to come, if they're going to try and be more of like a road-ish hypercar, or if this is like, yep, there's our LMP1 car uh, that we put license plates on. I think, to, I'm hoping <laughs> that, I'm hoping Toyota's the one that kind of 
strayed the the closest to the LMP1 and the rest kind of go the direction as intended because the Glickenhaus sure did. I think that car is. Oh yeah, you know that's that's absolutely. But that car was in development before uh, as a road car before this class was announced. And right. They were like, hey, our ridiculous road car with a little bit of modification fits into your race series. Let's do this. So yeah, so hopefully it's should be interesting. There is more uh, manufactured participation than I expected there to be. Which is a great sign. I almost yeah, wonder if I wonder absolutely. If, yeah, I'm just curious how if that was kind of part of it too. It was like, well, if we can you know, how many how many manufacturers want to go just into racing and then invest all that kind of money and then have it not truly translate to a car they can sell? Well, I think uh twenty four hour racing with hybrid cars is probably um more valuable. Uh like research and development wise than um you know just going out there and pounding out laughs with your with your nine eleven oh yeah gt three car you know because um there or or you know like going to formula e which is i think largely almost a spec series with just different paint jobs on them and so there's really no real development you're getting out of it from like an electric drivetrain technology side you know whereas with Le Mans you you have the opportunity to develop in or motors batteries hybrid systems uh you know um recharging systems on the fly regen systems whatever you want to call them um that could trickle down into real cars yeah so there's there's some real value in that no I think it's a, it's good That's why I think it's yeah, say so I think it's good for everyone involved. It's good for the manufacturers. It's show, they're clearly showing interest. I think it's it's uh, sparked more fans. So I, I think that it's definitely going the right direction when it comes to growing the sport and the the industry. I'm excited about it, and I've kind of lost interest in in top level Lamar prototype classes because of the fact that it's basically Toyota and a bunch of privateers. And that's not as interesting to me as when it was Toyota and Porsche and Audi fighting for supremacy. Yeah, no, I get that. So, so I'm excited for the fact that there's going to be multiple manufacturers out there and, you know, there's a few of them that I want to cheer for. So that's going to be hard for me. So we'll see. Definitely. But that's it. Yeah. We can keep moving on. We can jump to our topic. Um, God damn it. Our topic is... Prepared. I told you, Robbie. Well, I don't know why I did it now. I've been doing the right stuff the whole time. Anyways, uh, yeah. our topic is presented by Petrobox, mypetrobox.com. Uh, I think ours are being shipped probably as we speak. It's about time for another another month of uh, boxes coming our way. I'm wearing my Petrobox hooker header t-shirt because that's basically all I wear now. But if you want your own Petrobox to come to uh, in the mail once a month, go to mypetrobox.com and use the code TTP15. Get 15% off of uh, your box. Or if you go to the store, if you want to just kind of pick and choose what you want to kind of get introduction into what they do, go to mypetrobox.com and use their store link. And then use the code TTP15 again for 15% off face masks or uh, collars and leashes for your dog. And I think those are super cool. Both of my dogs are wearing uh, theirs right now. Uh, Yancey, the... The Spaniel has the R32 dog collar, and Kyle, the 
Pitbull Mix has a carbon fiber dog collar, and we also have matching <laughs> leashes. And we uh, and we all like that. I have the golf library on our puppy, so. So Don needs to get his own yeah, collars. Yeah, I'm going to have to get one for the, our attack shih tzu. Yeah, yeah. I got an attack spaniel. It, that it dog happens. is about as, no, that dog is about as far from attack shih tzu as oh any dog could ever be. <laughs> Completely useless as a defense dog. <laughs> well, mine's, mine at least will bite anything. It's like at that. Is that? I mean, if, if you're allergic to dogs, it might be mildly useful. <laughs> but even still, like he's hypohalogenic. He might still, he <laughs> might still want to pet him because he's fucking adorable. That's awesome. he is. He's That's adorable, awesome. and he's so ridiculously soft all the time. I don't get it. Yeah, so Petrobox has a bunch of their own uh, custom shirts that um, obviously focus on the race car driver and automotive enthusiast. They have everything from you know just like track day stuff or car care products to like stuff in the garage or like tools and and um, like like mechanics clothes and stuff. That's all available on their website as well as every month in their box. So mypetrobox.com. Uh, again, the code is TTP fifteen for fifteen percent off. So what are we doing for our topic? Well, as has been the tradition for a few years now, I think this is three or four years in a row now. Or five. Uh, it is the tax know. season. Huh? I said, or five. I, I honestly have no idea how long we've been doing this. I don't even know, man. It is the tax season, though. So, as always, I Googled average federal tax return, uh, found out what it was. This year it happened to be, what was it? The grant. I don't even remember what the number was. The, it was like... Twenty four hundred. Sixteen hundred bucks? It was sixteen hundred bucks. No, it was no, more than it was that. 20, like no, it was more it was, than that. It was twenty it was, No, you're right. It was twenty six hundred. Yes. It was the, so because and then we decided this year uh that we would add in the government stimulus check because we figured most people are probably getting that. And uh it gives us a little bit more budget to play with. So the total came out to be like four thousand seven dollars. Yep. So basically a four thousand dollar budget to which to buy a vehicle. And that was all the rules yeah. and Don broke them. Wait, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 what was the budget? Four thousand dollars. How did I break that? Because none of your auctions are done. <laughs> yes, they are. No. The current bid is over four thousand dollars. It wasn't when I when I listed it. See, see, broke the rules. Adam, ruling. I yeah no you you uh, in the past we have always said that the um, if you're going to do an auction if you're going to do like an eBay listing it has to have a buy it now price. Mm. There's no haggling involved. The, That's the bullshit. Price on, That's what I'm good at. The price on the front is the price you pay because we don't know how far you could haggle it down. See, that's the problem. I agree is- that. See, I know that, like, you know, if it's $1,700 and our budget was $1,500, you could probably walk away with it. But that's the real world. And this is our hypothetical challenge. Mm. Well, that and I know Don, because we talked about this earlier in the week, and you're like, "Yeah, I got a sweet deal on whatever it was," and I'm, I thought for sure you called this dude, haggled, and found a final price. I'm like, he's going to take this way better than we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to go buy these things. Like, I show up, I'm like, where's your guys' cars? Yeah, I, no, I, Don, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, I figured we'd all just meet outside my place, and <laughs> if, if we had that kind of budget and had a YouTube channel, that's exactly where I would go with this. 
All right. So I did three because I couldn't decide. But you got... So So I really struggled with this, actually. Uh, first, I have I have a few things to say about uh, the state of marketplace, as it were. Um, I tried... I tried Facebook Marketplace. I tried Craigslist. I tried Auto Trader. I tried eBay Motors. I was just looking at cars. I was looking for specific things. I was looking for broad things. I spent literally two hours looking for this stuff. And I am in no way, shape, or form proud of the results I have. Uh, Number one, I think everybody out there who is trying to sell something on Facebook right now is entirely too fucking proud of the things that they have. Because there are far too many things out there that are being sold for three to five thousand dollars that are worth twenty five hundred bucks. You got so, that COVID money. Just get yeah get every, over yourself. Be more realistic about your piece of shit cars. Everything has First. a plus fourteen hundred dollars on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, secondly, um, this whole listing things for. $1,234 is really Oh, God, it's so irritating. That, that is annoying, beyond annoying, because everyone's like, doing it. I will troll. Every time I see one of those, I'll troll that person on purpose. Yeah. Or like, this guy's asking $6,000, but Facebook won't let him set it for $6,000, so he puts $600 in his ad, and I'm flipping through it going, hell yeah, this is the one. Nope. Yeah, there, it's been really bad lately, because there's been a few of them, too, and like I know that's not the case, because you can change the price and you can do you can you can put whatever you need to put in there. There's no there's nothing that says you can't put the actual price of the vehicle. So like anytime they're like one, two, three, four or six dollars or you know, whatever, it's like there's nothing stopping you from putting your real price in there, man. Just I fucking don't think do it. That's true. What do you mean? I've My never understand. ever had that be an issue. And I've listed shit for sale hundreds yeah, and hundreds I've, of times. I've, times. It's never My questioned. The understanding me. of it is that Facebook uses like uh, like KBB or or Auto Trader average values, and if your if your listing doesn't fall within like what they consider to be a reasonable price for that car because it's something special or something like that, they won't let you list it for that. I can I can so tell like, you right now that's not the case. My two forty is listed at the price that it's listed at. It's nowhere near the KBB price. Fair. But that's why that's what I keep getting told. I've never listed a car for sale on Facebook. Tell, I can't tell you. I don't that's know. That's what people tell me. Yeah, I don't know where that's coming from because it's, it's every time I've listed a car, I listed the price as to what it, I was selling it for. Never questioned. Yeah. And I know Don's done the same thing. He sold a shitload of vehicles. I have sold a lot of vehicles. So yeah, I don't I don't get where they're coming from with that. I've never ran into it or know anyone that has. Yeah. It's really annoying though. Very. The other thing that that uh, was driving me nuts. Um, Marketplace is really hard to use if you're looking for something specific. Yes, it is. This, there's no filtering. No, it's terrible. Plus, when pl- I do when I do filter things, it filters everything I wanted. <laughs> so I was I was looking for S10s, right? Because I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if I could get like a little like mini truck low rider thing, you know? Because some of those are like weirdly cheap, and they just need it like fixed. Uh, but they've got like crazy amount of work put into them 30 years ago, and now they're not worth anything. And so I was like, that could be cool, right? And so I'm looking around, and I could type in S10, and it's like 85% Samsung Galaxy S10s. Yeah, of course. That's not what I'm fucking looking for. So I filter it by uh, click on the vehicle category. Oh, now it's all like Jeep 
like uh, I don't know piece of shit jeeps and and uh, every like the first fifteen postings weren't even S tens anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's real bad. And then you can pay Facebook to like to to extend your reach because like I, yeah, the two forty is listed right. Oh, now. That's what that's it. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, been pissing me off a lot. It's real bad. So like the two forty is listed right now, and it's getting a, a, an insane amount of, of views. Like it's it's gotten more views than a, a podcast episode per week. That's I mean it's just it's had that much reach. That doesn't surprise me at all. So it's it's just it's cra- it's crazy how much. How many? How much? Uh, how many people have come across that ad? And then they're like, "Well, we can, you know, you can add on top of that to get bigger reach for like nine dollars a week or whatever. You can put it in front of, you know, I can't remember the exact number, but like it was half of what I was actually reaching. But like, I know a lot of people are doing that because I get get getting ads that are clearly targeted to a listing, but like it's not relevant to what I'm actually looking for. So I think you, Facebook's kind of ruining its own marketplace by letting people pay to get bumped to the top of the list. Uh, Facebook, yeah, they also need to get rid of dealers. Oh, god, that's another thing that triggers uh, me. And the one thing I found today looking for these cars at the budgets that we were looking for, uh, people selling salvage cars as parts. Oh, really? Yeah, I found a bunch of like, dude, I thought I found an Audi TT. That was I was like, this is it. This thing's sweet. Look at this thing. Was it it's black rims? It's been no, dude. It was vinyl wrapped in gold. Oh, I saw, I saw a different one. It had like a bunch of ricer, like ricer headlights on it. It was full pimped out. It was the <laughs> worst thing I've ever seen in my life, and I was super pumped <laughs> about it because they had twenty five hundred dollars on it, and I was like, bingo, we got ourselves a deal. Clicked on it. Uh, sold as parts only. Vehicle does not run. Son of a and it was a bitch. it was and uh it was a a junkyard and they're selling you know two dozen different cars on here. Like god damn it. Yeah, that's super, super annoying. So I don't know, I just there's no there's no system that works like I want it to. No. No, because like I like Craigslist was fine, but the reach was never great. Like you have to like click different cities. So you could use Search Tempest, and that would look through Craigslist for you in different areas. And the marketplace. Well, so I went to Search Tempest today. It's like ruined. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah, now it's Auto Tempest. If you want to look at their cars, and I still so they'll instead of having, you know, like say Iowa. I don't know what it really is, but say there's twelve regions on Craigslist for Iowa. Uh, instead of having to click on each one individually like you would do with Craigslist, yep. they'll group three or four of them together. So you only have to click on a few, but you still have to click on them. Yeah, It still doesn't just like display everything I'm looking for. Say Racing Junk has it pretty they well. They also include... Yeah, Racing Junk's pretty good. But, uh, but it's Auto this niche will do uh, Auto Tempest will do Haggerty and Car Trader as well, or Auto Trader. Oh, that's... That's not bad. But yeah, like just was kind of useful, but the only thing that's on Auto Trader anymore is dealers. Yeah, or cars.com and stuff like that. Yeah, so that wasn't helpful for me. So that's my rant. I was mad. I didn't I'm not exactly proud of anything. Your voice is very quiet. Uh yeah, clearly somebody Sorry. is stealing all of his bandwidth. His internet is yeah. dog. Your your internet is pure dog shit. It is pure dog shit. So, 
I'm going to I'm going to let the the listeners protest and make you come sit across the table from me from now on. Yes. <laughs> Cuz your internet is so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I sitting here not even doing anything. No, you were you be sleeping right now. You were you were doing just fine, but like I swear it's like taking your audio away and your video quality is not good. So I mean there's a, and it's definitely out of our control at this point, but yeah, internet internet no good. But yeah, so we are doing a $4,000 Craigslist challenge. I was able to come up with 3 that I actually think are kind of rad and i wanted to all mine are perfect yeah for seven thousand dollars so (laughs) but i wanted to not just buy things i wanted to buy things and then do things to them because in the past we've done that before where we've done like a craigslist challenge where right you bought a vehicle and then spent money on it and that that was my goal that was my thing everybody's everything everybody's stuff was so overpriced it didn't have it didn't leave me any budget yeah, so I was I was able to find three. So Don, you have three. Yeah, and Adam has two. So I can get started. How's that sound? Yeah. All right. So I'll start with this one. It's in the. So if you guys have access to the drive, so if if you look in the folder that Don started, I added mine in there. On this. So if you yeah. want to take a look at it. So which one just a second. I'm submitting we'll final start. grades for students right now. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, we're on a podcast. So we'll start with the bus. The bus. The bus. The bus. So I was bus. in in Coleman, South Dakota. I found this 1993 AMTR 1S35. I don't know what that means. But it's a school bus from the Amtrak Genesis Company. It comes with a 466 international engine and an Allison automatic transmission. It runs and drives. It has a title, which is nice. $2,500. That's which, a steal of a deal, Robbie. I, for for a, a diesel bus that runs and drives, $2,500, you're not going to find a better price. No, I don't think so. So all I got to do the is... application? Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm, just, I'm trying to build a $4,000 camper. Okay, fair enough. That, that can tow things. So, there's only one picture, or two pictures. Only one that's even worth showing. It's just so it's a just shows a picture of it sitting in a field. So I assume it's in okay condition. It's probably. I mean, it's a school bus. I mean, yeah. So it's it's probably it's got a, a pot steel. You just cut it out and weld a new piece in. Yeah. So it's it's got like a million miles on it. And that yeah, so there's a picture of the, of the bus and then the odometer, and that's it. <laughs> so, but it's clearly missing some like blinker lights on top, probably some other electrical nightmares. But that doesn't matter because we're gutting it. You know, we're just gonna pull it home, gut it, and then get get straight to it. So, twenty five hundred and drives drive it home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's twenty five hundred dollars. I have a running running shell of a vehicle. That's all I need. So, I get it home. The first thing I do is I add my uh, 20,000 pound capable trailer hitch because I, I don't think it comes with one. I assume it doesn't, so I'm just going to add one. It's, and this, let's, let's just assume that a school bus has never needed a hitch. Yes. So this one from Kurt, um, I, it, it doesn't, it, it's not, it's, I couldn't find one specific to this. I don't know enough about the vehicle. So I just found one on the website for $310 on sale. So it's a $310 hitch. 
And then if I can't get it to fit right, right, Booney has a welder and that's fine. <laughs> and he likes building shit for me. Like it's factoryfabrication.com. They do all sorts of weird stuff. Um, so that's once I get the whole interior gutted, I also want privacy. So then I found these, uh, blackout window curtains so I can add it to every window in the vehicle. Okay. Those are only $11 a piece, but of course there's like 26 windows. So that adds up real fast. So it's like 260 or so odd dollars worth of uh, blinds plus the, plus the curtain rods are 750. So that's, let's just add a $500 budget of just curtains and window shades. <laughs> So we got like we're about thirty three hundred dollars into it, and then I would add some uh, rope lights. These I got these uh, LED strips that change colors. It's, um, it's kind of like what I have on the lift of my car on, on my in my shop, except that one just is all white lights. But this I could put up on the ceiling so I could see, make it nice inside there, and then the rest of the money will be spent buying lumber and rearranging the. Uh, um, like the seats and stuff in there, so it's livable. So I could have a four thousand um, dollar camper. Oh, so you're just gonna like take the seats and like turn them ninety degrees and make like long couches? Yeah. So yeah, my, yeah. So in the, in the back, I would probably have like I would just use like plywood and two by fours and build like a platform for like a bed or a mattress. Right. And, and then the rest would just kind of be repurposing the the seats that are already in there. So like run them lengthwise along the, along both sides for a ways and then maybe have two that face each other and have like a table in the middle of them. And if I have like a $700 leftover budget, I could, I feel like I could get it functioning. It wouldn't be like pristine, but I could add lights and, and, and make it usable for 700 bucks. Well, did I have anything else? Robbie's to a simple man. It doesn't need to be too crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't like in the picture. It has a sink. I don't. I'm not going to add water and, and a sink and a bathroom and stuff. It's. I'm, I'm taking it to tracks, so I don't need all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah if I that stuff at the racetrack. Yeah, but if I could have just so I could close all the blinds and make it so it's it's not open to the public, and then just have it so we can hang out there and have a place to sleep. That's good enough for me. Dig it. I like the functionality of it. So that's that's my four thousand dollar camper trailer tow toter, whatever you want to call it. That's like a that's a big camper. Yeah, it's like Josh's uh, monstrosity that he has that I want. Yeah, it's that's not a small. It's it's not a short bus. No, it could it it could haul like sixty people in it. I think. <laughs> yeah, whatever that size vehicle was. That sounds terrible to Robbie. Oh God, no! I don't. I I want I want a sixty person bus to myself. The six foot buffer is not 60 enough. Sixty person worth of space for him and his wife, and dogs. and dogs. The dogs can stay. Yeah, actually, if you have a dog, that you can come closer. That's fine. Bring your dog. If you have no dogs, I I, I don't care. Just stay away. I really don't have anything else to say about it. It's just a school bus. Oh, that is, that is a really awesome platform for like a car puller and like a camper build like an old bus yeah the problem is the buses weigh like thirty two thousand pounds or something insane so like you're basically at your capacity so Uh, so like the engine doesn't care but your transmissions are kind of your limiting factor from what i could figure out i was kind of looking into it because i didn't want to like yeah i could build this as a toter and then have everybody listening to the podcast go oh yeah really yeah exactly but I I think that you what I've could. Seen, what I've seen a lot of people do is put like cut 
because that's a that's a full length bus. You don't need that much space. True. So you cut like the back, you know, half of it off and turn that into a ramp. Yep, I've seen that. And then you know you you drive the car up on there. Right. That's very like redneck dirt track life. <laughs> but it's a it's a simple so, man type of thing to do. So I mean, I I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, it works really well. I mean, can't knock it if it works. Yeah. Right? But I think if even like if you're if you're pulling an open trailer with a with a not super heavy car on it, I think it'd be fine. I wouldn't want to pull it through the mountains, but pulling it across the Midwest would probably be okay. Okay enough. Yeah. Or just you know, or just drive up a hill at nine miles an hour for you know, <laughs> as long as it gets there. I really don't care. It was four thousand dollars. Anyways, I've spent a lot more money on worse ideas. That's true. But you probably came out ahead, though. You spent. You didn't. You didn't lose four thousand dollars. You. That's you just true. spent it and got it back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So who wants to go next? I don't, I don't care. You want to? Let's uh, let's have Don go next because I only have two. Fair enough. All right. Let me open up our little file system here. Now, do I get to actually use these as this is what I picked, even though apparently the budget breaks a rule? We're giving you a chance to explain yourself. Yes. Yeah. Defend yourself. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. So let's see here. This is ridiculous. He thinks he thinks he was he was all like I'm gonna win, but no, there's no 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 yeah totally it's never gonna be that easy no way we changed the rules on the fly and we could tell you before this even started these didn't meet the rules okay what did did you rename the folder yeah it says uh, two forty eight ah two forty eight that's why okay yeah so because I put all my shit in there too. I don't want to share it so you can so nope. viewers can see nope. it. Or? I, I I have I got Rob's, it up. Robbie's got that covered. Just yep. Okay. So the first thing I found, which I'm going to click on the link. Yep. Find out what it's at currently. That's the price. A second. Is it still an ongoing auction? Yep. No reserve. It's currently at twelve hundred dollars. Oh man, he's still inside that window. Yeah, still inside the window, and what it's an. It? Uh, Tell us what it is. Autodynamic uh, Cadwell D10 Formula Super V. And he, and it's at $1,200 with six days left in a live auction. Yes. It's with- totally going to sell for less than $3,500. <laughs> Has anything ever in the history of BAT sold for less than $3,500? No, not even once ever. Yeah. So this thing is totally within budget. It's completely <laughs> badass. Uh <laughs> It has a mid-mounted 1600cc Volkswagen flat four equipped with a dual Weber 48 IDE carburetor with individual velocity stacks. Um, Dude, it's got it's SCCA pretty, log books with it. Like yeah. It's, it's going to sell for way more. Well, it's so, got a video of it running. This so if thing, you read there, it says that it has... Uh, so this is a... What? He must have had two of them. The owner must have had two of these. And if you look at the other one, he already sold that one on here, and it sold for fifteen grand. <laughs> well, that one was much nicer. <laughs> this one's like immaculate. This has the same wheels that Adam's Omni has. 
Except they're see, the yeah, I see ones. that in the background there. Yeah, this thing is like so. in mint condition. Yeah, so it's probably 35, 37, maybe. Maybe 37. <laughs> you know you know what's really upsetting about these? What's that? Is they're really slow. Oh, yeah. Well, even though, like you can just look at those tires aren't going to really get you there. They make like 65 horsepower. Exactly. That's why it's less than four grand. <laughs> but for the price, I think it'd be cool just to play with. Maybe toss a, an actual motor on it instead of that thing. Um, like it's like it's you know it's only twelve hundred bucks, so I got a lot of wiggle room there. Maybe toss a couple electric motors on it because that's my jam. I just think it looks really cool, and it, it's a it catches the eye. It's something like obviously it's not street legal, but taking to a track or to like an SSCA event, it's something that would get get a lot of attention. So I liked it. I understand why you like it because it would be a, a, a boatload of fun. Oh, I'm sure it'd be a riot for fifteen grand. It might not be $15,000 fun, though. No. I could do a lot more fun things for $15,000. Okay. Car number two. No, let's, let's, let's go to Adam next. Yeah, let's rotate. We rotate. Oh, okay. A bit. All right, all right. Keep it okay. fresh. All right. Okay. But basically, as soon as I saw all of yours were bring a trailer, I'm like, oh, man, he did not get this one at all. <laughs> yes, I did. They're all going to sell for less than that. That might be my fault. That might be my fault. I don't know. No, we gave him, the, we gave him directions. It's growing, Pains. It's, it's fine. Uh, red or blue, Adam? Are you bringing on me? Hit me first. Uh, you want to do the red one? Sure. So, I don't know why. Uh, we'll get into my headspace here, right? So, what I was looking for, right now, I, I don't have a car that I can take my kid and I can throw them in and we can go to like cars and coffees or little car shows or whatever. And he really likes doing that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where I wanted to be. Right. I kind of wanted a car that's like, it doesn't need to be anything too nice or fancy or fun. It just needs to be kind of cool and silly and ridiculous uh, and be able to transport my son. So um, for whatever reason here recently, I have been kind of strangely attracted to third gen Camaros and Firebirds. Go on. I figured that somebody was going to. Are you like, are you, are you growing out your mullet as well? I mean, yeah. Have you started smoking Marlboro cigarettes? No, I mean, have you started smoking Camel cigarettes? Not yet. No. I mean, give me some time. Have you been listening to a lot uh, of White Snake? I mean, have I ever stopped listening to eighties hair metal? That's 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 fair. This is this is on on brand more than I realized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dead rock is my life. <laughs> so uh, I found. I originally I was trying to find a Firebird because my allegiances still lie with Pontiac, but I was kind of striking out um, in the Pontiac realm without buying a car that was way too nasty yeah, and not being able to get it back up to like being in reasonable condition within the budget. Uh, so that was the, that was the trouble I was fighting. So I came across this, it's a 92 Camaro RS. Um, it's not my first choice in third body or third gens. Uh, it's not really my first choice in colors. It's red as is almost all eighties Camaros, eighties and early nineties Camaros. They seem to always be red. Uh, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, it's got a 5.7 liter engine that came out of a 95 Corvette Stingray in it. Um, it's not hooked up yet. 
He says that they pulled it out of a running car and put it into this car, but it is not wired and plumbed in yet. So it's 3500 bucks. It leaves me with $507 in budget. I figured, yeah, I know it came out of a running car. It's not going back in as a running engine because that's not how life works. So it's going to need a little bit of work. Who knows what it's going to need? There's where my $500 is going to go. How many so, pictures did they have? One. So we don't know that there's an engine or what parts are no. missing. Uh, based on previous rules, uh, if there's not a picture of the engine or interior, we have to assume they're not there. <laughs> None of this stuff was explained to me. You've listened to the podcast before. <laughs> Things change. <laughs> But I don't know, man. Um, like I said, I was not really that happy with any of the things that I found. They were all too much. Uh, I did. So I first I started looking in Iowa and everything I found was rusted out hunks of shit. Yeah. And so then I focused my search uh, 500 miles around Austin, Texas. Uh, and because I figured, you know, worst case scenario, at least it's relatively clean. And this was the best I could come up with. So I'm not proud. No, obviously I mean, this this would be my runner up of my two options. Yeah, that's why we started uh, with it. But, but I, uh, there it is. It's my, got my it's, it's got potential. I mean, let's if that, let's assume the engine is what they claim it is. It's you know it's it's an LT1. That's what Michael had in his uh, RX7. So I mean, it's yeah, it's a capable engine. You could do some fun stuff with that. You know, if I'm having troubles, I can call somebody, yeah. phone a friend, if you will. So I mean, like if it if it comes with like, you know, the transmission, the radiator, and like everything to just hook it up, it wouldn't be that big a deal to just hook it up and run it, right? And you, you know, it's like not like you're running custom, a bunch of custom shit to it. So he says that uh, it's not hooked up yet, but it will eventually get there. He's just seeing if someone's interested. So I suppose if I just wait around long enough, it'll run eventually. Yeah, or just. Do what I do and buy cars. Which car. we know is not the case. No, but I assume he's got all the parts in a box in his shop, or or two stall yeah. garage based on the pictures, or in the hatch. Yeah, either way. Actually, to me, it looks like all the, the, parts are in the hatch. to me it looks like the seat is torn apart and the the seat is sitting in the hatch. Is, yeah, that, is that what you're seeing too? That's how I see it. Yeah, yes. it looks like the rear seats are torn out and then they're sitting in the back of the hatch. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah. alarming, but it's fine. So, it's fine. Also, why would you... listed as an automatic. I don't know if it really is or if he just didn't change it. Um, it could go either way, frankly. I'm also I'm confused but, why you would pull the engine out of a running 95 Corvette and then throw it in this car and then not finish it. Like, what was wrong with the Corvette? I'm assuming that he bought the motor from somebody who was, like, LS swapping a C4 or something like that. Yeah, that works. Or maybe he was doing my dream build, which is putting a four-cylinder Ecotec with a turbocharger in it. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would piss off a lot of people. That'd be worth it. Oh, it'd be the <laughs> best. A four-cylinder Corvette would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> that'd be a great time attack so, car. Yeah. I want to take it to autocrosses and run it in cam. Yeah. Because they, like, specifically outlaw... Uh, anything but front engine rear wheel drive layouts. So I can't like show up with my Omni. So like, fine. Uh, I'll just, uh, I'll still ruin your little 
you're a little classier. I'll just do it differently. So, Don, are you listening but. to music? No, uh, something popped up. Sorry. Focus, focus. I was focused. So. I was looking at, I was Googling things that Adam was talking about to find out what we could do to it, and somehow an ad popped up. Oh, yeah. So, what um, else you got, Robbie? Let's go to my second one. I have. I will follow Adam's I, logic of the mid '90s GM vehicles. Actually, this is the mid '80s. Um, so I have a nineteen. 19- Open. Sorry, too many things at once. I looked for one of these and was unsuccessful. Yes. Yeah, so sorry, I'm trying to really balance. Jealous. I'm balance, trying to balance the audio because yours is so bad. <laughs> I'm not the bad one now. No, that's the problem. Is Adam's so quiet and Don's so loud? So I'm trying to like when I know Adam's gonna be talking for longer periods, I turn it up, and now I keep fucking it up because I keep turning it down too far. Um, but anyways, I found this 1984 uh, Corvette. Uh, it's got eighty thousand miles. So, um, so it's eighty four Corvette, non running. It was kept in a garage for ten years, and it, so it, it, they basically drove it into the garage ten years ago and left it there. Um, they claim that it's a fuel pump issue, and that's why it won't start. But other than that, it's in a shockingly good condition. You can see in the first picture that the tires are flat, so the tires are going to have to get replaced most likely. Must are at least ten years old. Um, they want thirty five hundred for this vehicle. But what's crazy to me is that I don't think they're lying about it literally sitting in a garage for 10 years because the body is immaculate. The There's like not a scratch on the black. Like it's a black paint, just looks great all the way around. Besides the fact that it's flat sitting on the ground, the interior looks like it's showroom quality. The leather has like no creases, no cracks. It's a red, it's a red interior. So like all the carpet's red and that's God ugly. But like the red bucket seats have the black center strip in them flawless like it's i'm shocked at how good the the leather looks in this vehicle but there wasn't a whole lot i could do with this my my thought was that i would get this for about 3500 bucks put 500 dollars into it hopefully it's just a fuel pump and then get it running and then just have a nice 84 corvette for four grand So, this is my dream C4 Corvette. Yes. Uh, it has the terrible body kit that I want on it. It, it has it's the body aftermarket kit. aftermarket body kit. It has the it's aftermarket. It has the wing. The wing is terrible, and I love it. Yep, it's all racer uh, and the shit. The only thing that could be better about this is if it wasn't red interior and it was a manual. Yeah. But, so, uh, this is perfect. Has and a, I desperately want this. It has the saw blade it wheels. Has the wheels. The wheels are perfect. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, I, I was I was shocked at how nice this was when I came across it because the price is real. It's and I, I think they're going to sell it relatively quickly because this is this is fair price. It's it's a good Corvette for thirty five hundred bucks, especially if you're mechanically inclined at all. Because I would rock that. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and it it just looks like it's sat for ten years and things have started to go wrong. So you just spend a few few weekends just replacing a handful of things and getting it fresh and Yeah, I think this would be a really good vehicle. Realistically you wouldn't want to spend just five hundred on it. You'd probably want to spend probably closer to two grand getting it all running. 
not counting tires, which is crazy because those tires look like they are brand new tread, but I wouldn't trust them. Yeah. Because, yeah, if it's been sitting flat for years, I mean, they got to be just destroyed. But, yeah, it's a shockingly nice Corvette for $3,500. Where did I say this was at? So anyone that's listening can go quick sne- uh, sneak this out of there. Yeah, yeah. Illinois. Yes, yeah, I think all my stuff was relatively close. This is in Love Loves Park, Illinois. Can't trust those Illinois people. They sell you bunk shit. And you got tons of pictures of this in here. Yeah, I I I, I just saved everything from the from the listing. Yeah, they had like fifteen pictures in it because Facebook will let you do twenty. That's cool. Yeah, it's, 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 really cool. it's a it's a really nice Corvette. So, so so far I have taken a commanding lead with this challenge. Um, I'm pretty sure that that thing I posted or the C10. No. Yeah. <laughs> your your spec V or whatever. Yeah. The, the, sorry, the D10. Yeah. Yeah. Your D10. Yeah. Your super V. Formula super V. Yeah. And no. All right. Well, here's your next one. Me? Me again? Yep, you again. Okay. Pop this bad boy open. This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a 1979 Buick Century Sport Wagon. This Buick Century Sport Wagon was sold new. Okay, I don't care about that. Um, What's what's its current bid? uh, Oh! (laughs) It's around our price range. (laughs) And this car is finished in white over tan. is powered by a 4.9 liter V8 Pontiac motor. Um, I did not know that this this is. I didn't weird. know this existed, and that's what caught yeah. my eye about it. Yeah, this is not good, though, man. Why? It's too much money. First of all, I mean, even if it were within the budget, which it's not. Uh, <laughs> It's it's too much. $5,500 current bid with four days left. It's fine. (laughs) For an ugly wagon. It is immaculate, though. It's a a wagon, so... So it's terrible. It's kind of cool. No, Adam, no. But, I don't know. Uh, I just thought it, it had like the the '80s vibe to it, and it was a wagon with a V8. I mean, how can you go wrong with a wagon with a V8? Because you can't buy it for four I'm grand. Surprised. I think it's it's even rear wheel drive, which I didn't expect it to yeah. be. Okay, so let's go back. Since we added the stimulus check, I've got two kids and a wife, so my stimulus check is not just fourteen hundred dollars. This is well within my stimulus check plus tax return budget. Ooh, that was, that's a, that's a. I will actually give you that fair point. That's but a, there is a compelling argument. But there is no way that this is going to sell in four days for less than that price. I don't know, man. I bet this doesn't go that much higher. With four days left? circle back to this next show that we do. I'm going to find out what it sold at. Yeah, I'm curious because I'm shocked it's at 5,500 with four days left. Yeah, it seems really high for four days left. Because usually it's that last day that just skyrockets a price. Yeah, this seems like a lot of money for that. And not because I don't know necessarily that it's not worth money as much as there's not a lot of people that are jonesing for a 1979 Buick Century Sport Wagon. Right. Oh, I'm jonesing for it hard. <laughs> he, he's going to bid it up and then take it home 
just just to win the argument. It's in really good shape. Oh, yeah, sixty thousand miles, man. That's I mean. But why would you? It's a nice vehicle. Why would you keep a vehicle like that that nice for that long? I mean, there has to be like one of them left. It's a sport wagon, right? I mean, it's special. To who? I thought, about, I thought about posting my Z4 that's sitting outside of my garage to the challenge because it could be had for four grand. That 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 would count. <laughs> if you had a, at least I'd have one that counts. If you had an if you had an authentic uh, Facebook post, yeah, I, I guess we could count that. <laughs> so it's apparently have really good, perfect wheels on it. No, no, not on it. I pulled those off. Those aren't going with the. Because I I was starting to pull it off. They're they have a hundred miles on them, less than that. The stickers are still showing on the tires, and they're just stacked in my garage. God, you are killing me. Brand new Sparco seat. Absolutely killing me. The one time I buy new shit, dude. The one time. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't know you were looking. I apologize. Nah, but yeah, I guess that's, that's what I get for not being like super vocal about what my plans until after I do them. But yeah, that's yeah. kind of on you. It is. Uh, so yeah, this doesn't count. Adam, what do you have next? Uh, so this is the one I would really probably buy. This thing is bitching. Uh, it's a 1988 Dodge Ram 50. So it's the mini truck. Um, the predecessor to the Dakota, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really know that there was a difference. I thought this would have been a call to Dakota at that time. Guess it's not. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, what does matter is that it's been bagged and it is sweet. It is sweet. So um, it's white uh, with like a two-tone blue paint job on the outside. Um, the bed has the air tank and setup in it. Uh, you can tell it's been uh, C-notched. The frame has been C-notched. The bed has been cut to clear the axle when the thing is laid out uh, as low as it can go. The license plate has been Frenched into the tailgate. Uh, not not well. The Not well, <laughs> but it's been done. The truck is rough around the edges. It's, it's a it's a hundred footer. And the pictures are from that distance, <laughs> which is a little worrisome. Um, the interior, maybe not my style, but it's kind of interesting. Um, it's, he painted like all of the accent things blue. It's originally uh, gray. And then the headliner and the door inserts are like that bandana uh, um, print. Yep. So yeah, if like, you will, I don't know, what you're, even, know what you're talking about. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. But looks kind of like semen. <laughs> teardrops. How about <laughs> like let's, go, let's go with teardrops. teardrops. Let's go with teardrops. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> te- te- fuzzy, fuzzy teardrops and flowers. How about we go with teardrops and flowers? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That bandana material. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's the roof, the headliner and stuff. And I mean, it's just a, it's a, uh, it's an extended cab, which isn't really ideal for, you know, being able to throw a kid in it. Um, he'll either have to, I assume it's got those stupid jumper seats that fold out of the sides. Um, so he'll have to sit in that or 
uh, rock the front passenger seat, which I, doesn't really bother me, I guess. Some people seem to be real worried about that sort of stuff, but it doesn't really bother me. So uh, either way, like this thing's just kind of would be like a cool, like go to work parts, run about beater bagged mini truck. No, no, this is, this is something you take to park and pound. It's not nearly enough stereo space to take it to park and pound. But there's a, that's a whole bed waiting to be filled with subs for yeah, parking and pounding. You can do a lot of pounding in that bed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you can lay flat while you're parked to do your pounding. God damn it, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, of, of all the things that you've latched onto from years, it's <laughs> it's... An event that I've never even attended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you brought it up. Here in here in Des Moines called Park Impound. Um, there is one thing I noticed, the the Amazon steering wheel. That should that should go unless you want to die in a car accident. And then also the the horn button is the uh, sh- is the shocker symbol. Nice. So I, I mean, mean just, are you surprised? Just to just to class it up a little bit, you have. Are you surprised? No. So I guess you could turn into the steer into the into the skid a little bit, and uh, you could add a shocker sticker on the bumper. I guess if you want to just make sure everyone knows. Yeah, everyone knows. Back in the day, there was a <laughs> there was a car audio company called Shocker, and their dust caps had that logo on them. So I think you just steer all the way into it. <laughs> I suppose you could, you, you could be the sh- the shocker ram at Park and Pound. At the Park and Pound. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, you get so many girls just flocking to that thing. Dude, save some for the rest with of my, us. With my semen headliner? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that being so said, this is... off with both hands. <laughs> Thirty five hundred bucks seems like a really good price for a running driving, uh, air bagged truck. Yeah, because you would think that bag system's got to be not the cheapest thing. Like then, not to mention the fab work that goes into doing it. And let's just assume yeah. that it's done safely, mediocrely. Yeah, I mean, like I could drive this on a pothole street and not crash and die. We'll just assume safe, that safe, but not pretty. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll we'll. We'll buy into that. New water pump, new tires, thirty five hundred bucks. So, are those running like arrow wheels, like the sprint car wheels? That's what it looks like to me. Yes, I'm surprised. Pretty sure that's exactly what those are. Do they make five by one fourteens? Probably. I'm sure they do. I bet they're like way cheaper than the wheels I bought. God damn it! Oh, way cheaper. <laughs> but they're also heavier. Oh, yeah, probably. They're not light. They're, I mean, they're, you know, not aluminum. But they're strong. They're stamped steel. Yeah, yeah. They're made right here in Iowa. That's right. So. Sprint car capital of the world. Hell yeah. All right. I got one more that will take the cake. No. I'm, my next one is the winner, hands down. Uh, Adam, Adam's been on my side so far with the vet, and this is... This is what's going to push it over the edge. There's no way Adam chooses any other vehicle than this one. He's already owned this one, so I already picked it again. Don has helped me load and unload one of these onto a trailer. All right. I have. So my last one is a 1969 kit car, a Bradley GT. 
This Bradley GT is a great project car that needs to go. It's $1,650 firm. Damn. However, no title. That's that's a problem. Uh, it's been sitting for 30 years. Uh, and it's got a windshield crack. So that's that leaves me with like twenty four hundred dollars, twenty three fifty to get it running. <laughs> but it's a so, it's a it's a complete car. Yeah, but that fiberglass is so sunbeaten; it's going to be cracked everywhere. You're going to have to re glass the whole thing, dude. I am good at fiberglass. I could do that for like a hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. It's it's complete though. It's not broken or cracked. That's the thing. I can fix that. The hardest part about uh, Bradley GTs is the door slash window things. Yeah. And both of those, not only are they there, but they appear to be in relatively good shape. Dude, I'll bet those are worth $1,650 by themselves. Uh, It says the drivers and windshield is cracked. So I think the driver's door window thing is cracked. Oh, okay. I don't see the picture where it should. Oh, yeah, I think I do. It appears that the driver's side is cracked. So that would probably be a gigantic pain in the ass to replace. Yeah, I don't know how you do it because it's curved. It's huge. It's all one big piece. Yeah, I don't know where you could even get that. No. Maybe that's, I know that's the problem for those cars. Yeah, I bet that'd be like half my budget right there if I can even find it. Like when I was looking at fixing mine... It was basically just because it didn't have either side. It was basically decided that that was just, it was going to be a vehicle you you don't drive when it's raining. Maybe that would be the, to stay within my budget, I'll just take both of those off. And now it's a T-top car with the windows down all the time. Hell yeah. Because we like to party. But I thought, I, I couldn't believe the price I, I for $1,600 and I mean... I mean, that's $1,650 more than I paid for mine. But mine was literally just a shell. It didn't have a body underneath it. Yeah, or a that, chassis underneath Yeah, it says a chassis and an engine. And it ran at one point. Mm. <laughs> Don's and, skeptical. And its auction has ended. <laughs> you had to do that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don's skeptical, though. Damn. Yeah, skeptical. He I'd, sees the work that is required to get this thing uh, into ship shape. Dude, give me $30 with a sandpaper and a couple cans of spray paint. I'll have this thing showroom ready in a weekend. You've seen what I can do. Robbie will just wrap it. I, I could wrap it for $200. It just has to be smooth. It doesn't have to be pretty. Yeah, I, I didn't say I was making this a concourse car. I was, I was making it a $4,000 car. I'm just thinking for the... Would I buy it if I if I would it would it catch my eye if my if I was looking for four grand if I had four grand to spend and I wanted to spend on something that caught my eye would I look at your measly little Bradley <laughs> or would I look at he's really leaning into it now. Yo, oh yeah he is would I look at something different you know possibly something you know with like a three liter Volvo motor yeah like it like a fifteen twenty thousand dollar price tag I'm sure you'd look right at that <laughs> <laughs> it's four grand right now <laughs> no I think the Bradley's cool uh I wish Adam would have got his finish instead of just uh I'm not even sure where it ended up. Did you sell it or trade it or something? Uh, I owed dad money and somebody literally stopped at the house and was like, Hey, is that a Bradley GT? Yeah, it is. Uh, can I buy it? Yes. 
and dad sold it. <laughs> and I owed him money. So what was I going to do about it? It's like that, that Celica I bought. I think that's basically what happened to that blue RX seven that we had too. Yep. Is they, he, I owed him money on that thing too. Oh no. I, I sold that, but I gave him the money for it. Is that the one you sold and like years later, some guy contacted you to sign a a bill of sale? Yeah. They came after me like years later thinking that I was going to, uh, because the person I sold it to never transferred it into their name. And uh, he sold it on eBay to somebody in Ohio. And apparently in Ohio, you have to get the title notarized. Uh, if you're transferring it from one state to another or something like that. And this dude drove from Ohio to Sioux city, Iowa on a Sunday afternoon to pick up his new RX seven and then called. And somehow they still had my phone number. The person I sold it to, I mean, this was like five years years later. How many? At least five years. Oh, damn. I thought it was like three, but yeah. Uh, I was with Robbie. I was sitting at the skate park. They called me like 40 times, literally. <laughs> yep. It was a weird deal. And I, I basically told that guy, I sold the car. Uh, it's no longer my car. I don't care. So stop <laughs> calling me. Yeah the, the, yeah. the date that was on there had two zeros in it, and they were calling you in a year that didn't have two zeros in it. Even if I was <laughs> willing to do something about it, it was a Sunday. Where are you going to find a notary on a Sunday? Good luck. Notaries work at the bank. (laughs) Or the UPS store. Banks aren't open on Sundays. And I was three and a half hours away from where he was. It's not like there was anything I could have done about it. Yeah, you're just going to do a six-hour round trip or seven-hour round trip to just somehow find a notary to sign a bill of sale over. Because that kid never bothered to get it registered in his name. Jeez. Nope, don't care. So, all right, Ron, uh, Donnie, bring us home. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this thing. So, for the small price of only $4,000. Now, would you call that a, is that Marcos? Is that how you'd say that? <laughs> yep. That's a Marcos GT. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't like a weird... Phonetic naming convention. The, I Brad, the Bradley's a GT2, man. Yeah, this is a Marcos GT three liter project. It is a nice orange color, kind of a orangish red. It has a three liter Volvo B30 inline six from the year of 1970 to 1971. Um, it has a manual gearbox. I believe it does run. Yep, there is a video of it running and driving. Why is it sitting so tall? That's factory um, height. Man. It sits tall for specific reasons that are not listed. That's that's ride height. No, because yeah. like both of the ones that Steve has are nowhere near that that tall. It's a yeah, that's a lot of fender gap there. That's huge. Yeah. I don't know. Just kind we'll of figure that out later. We got we got room. <laughs> it's only four thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like a. It's basically a, a cheap Jaguar E Type. Uh, it looks glorious. It's definitely eye-catching for $4,000, which is what it cost, as it says right there. You know what, you know what my issue with it? The back is not quite right. Yeah, the back kind of falls apart when it comes to the looks. Yeah. Are you talking the side profile or the rear end profile? Both. 
just the rear. A little bit of both. Like that, the way that the trunk lid sits on there and the shape of the rear glass just doesn't quite work for me. So I don't mind the side profile of it. I think it looks kind of nice. But my issue, like that back window, if that breaks, like it's part of the body lines. Like the window is yeah. built around the, the curvature of like the uh, the rear fenders. Huge Replacing that would be a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, I've, I've never seen one. I didn't know it existed <laughs> until I saw it. Um, the interior looks like it's in pretty good shape. Obviously, it's dated, but seats look like you're in good shape, no rips or anything like that. Okay. Uh, I'm sure it's a turd because it's got a three liter, you know, B30 inline six from 1970. A but Volvo. A Volvo, yeah. Um, I don't know. It just looks kind of unique. One of those things that if I if I was walking or I had a car event, it pulled in, I'd be like, oh, that's neat. I'm going to go look at it. And if it's four grand, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> All right. So let's. I won't disagree with the look thing because, like, when I was over visiting uh, Skunk River Restorations, which I'll I'll be there in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. for the Dino Day, but yeah, I always stop and admire his his Marcos. They're there's there's cool cars, but they're let's do let's unique. do some logic here. So the last running '69 Marcos three liter GT project car that sold on Bring a Trailer sold in uh, April of 2019 for twenty two thousand dollars. Um, mm-hmm. This no res- the same one, Robbie. This no reserve 1967 Marcos GT project sold in February of 2018 for five grand. See, it's, there you go, budget. That's not the. I, I guess don't think it, it runs. That one clearly didn't run at all, and yours does. Okay, I don't. I didn't see that anywhere. So. So and then the next here's a, here's a seventy one three liter for thirty six thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. They just forgot to move the decimal. That's three thousand seven hundred. Oh, okay. And this pristine nineteen seventy one one, yeah, that was three six. This other pristine one sold for sixty. How are you finding yeah, this? Where are you this seeing four, this? The four point six liter one from ninety one sold for seventy seven five. Let's see. Are there any reserves? Like bring a trailer has all the Marcos listed. Yeah, if you just search Marcos at the top, it'll bring up every Marcos they've ever sold, which isn't that many of them. Mark. Uh, if you or the yeah the mini Marcos Mark Four that sold yeah, for that fifteen thousand. That thing's not good. <laughs> it's about as ugly as a car can be. That's pretty ugly. Uh, yeah, the nineteen ninety one that's clearly in half assembled. That one sold for thirty two thousand. But yeah, I mean this four thousand dollar one that you found is a steal of a deal. I tell it. That's why I picked it. It's yeah. a steal of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, this 1967 one that's clearly not finished at all. I don't know if it does it even have an engine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it, at it. It has a, a 1600cc Ford Kent uh, cross flow with a four speed, but it's, oh. clearly, it's clearly being drug around on chains. And that one sold doesn't even have an interior, and that one sold <laughs> for five grand. So we'll we'll circle doesn't back glass yeah that, we'll circle uh, we just talked about being expensive to replace yeah we'll circle back on yours and see what type of we'll uh, see what it yeah we'll see how it turns out in four days i bet there's right? i bet there's a three in front of that four or is at least a, i bet it's at least twenty four thousand. let's see let's look at the average it's not good for you, <laughs> it's not looking good for you <laughs> So the oh god, Adam, what's what's it up? With, what's up with your friends not understanding how auctions work? You're basically Dalton right now. 
The average no, let's, average let's, is fifty k. Let's give Don some credit here. He didn't actually buy it. That works. <laughs> Wait, I bid on it. I have to go pick it up now. You did bid on the other one. I did. I already got outbid though. <laughs> Oh God! Let's shut this thing down. We're way we're way deep into this. It's, it's so long. I'm but, so tired. Yep. So we are not doing the news this week. Adam couldn't be bothered. Yeah, that's what it was. He said, and I quote, "Fuck the fans. Fuck the fans. I don't care." I've never heard him say it before until he said it for that exact reason right there. He says it never actually. Yeah, before the show, like we do a news, he's like, "Fuck the fans." Yeah, he, sa- he, he never says it on the show, but it's like his favorite saying off the show. It's just not yeah. stop. It's it's unbelievable, really. God, it's rude, honestly. <laughs> it's quite disrespectful to the people that go out of their way and dedicate hours of time to our to listening to us, pour our hearts out every week. Um, they speak- get what they deserve. <laughs> And they get they get their money's worth. I'll give them that. But oh, how about this? We'll segue straight from. Speaking of getting your money's worth, head over to apextrackcoach.com and get your Apex Track Coach or Apex Pro unit, and get your money's worth of data. Uh, this is the best data uh, logger system that money can buy. At four hundred fifty dollars, it's about the best value in all of data. So if you want to use the code ten ten to get a free window mount, and, and help support the show. Get yours before the track season starts because it is rapidly approaching. Um, in case you hadn't noticed, you'll probably have a track day scheduled probably within the next four to eight weeks. So if your car is not ready, you should probably do that, Dalton. So just keep in <laughs> mind how fast the, you're going to be wishing you had data acquisition. You should probably order your, your data, your Apex Pro data unit now at apextrackcoach.com. Use the code 10 tenths, Dalton. And you can have your own. And then they also have this nifty little OBD2 interface unit that works perfectly with the uh, the app. So you get all of the readouts from your car, like throttle position, you know, speed, coolant temp, stuff like that. Anything that your OBD2 system has, you can use that as well and include it in your data review. Um, and it works seamlessly with the app and the uh, data logger. So if you want to get in on that, apextrackcoach.com. Again, the code is 10 tenths. That's all I got, guys. It's been another long show that we've too long. We've kind of. I remember how we were always like, "Yeah, it's you know, hour max, hour and a half max," and then like now it's like two hours and fifteen minutes every week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your internet's back though, Adam. I appreciate that. Now the show's over. Well, I'm glad. That's because my kid probably finally went to sleep. Family must have went to bed, so they stopped streaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's uh, on spring break, so we've just thrown bedtime out the window, apparently. It happens. So. But, but yeah, I, that's all I got this week. I will we'll figure out what we'll do for next week. Probably next right. Wednesday. Well, thanks again for having me on the show again. Yep. Well, the the, the, the host has to be here, Don. So yeah. you need to. Yeah. You need that's to, kind of a thing now. Yeah, you have to lead us into uh, podcasting awesomeness. Oh man! I'll definitely bring some fun stories to the table. Somebody is. I I generally have at least one or two good adventures every month that will be uh, fun to talk about. Somebody is selling a four hundred mile Cobalt SS. I'm bringing a trailer right fucking now. What's it going to go for? Too much. It's at eighty one hundred dollars right now with seventeen hours left. Jeez, we're gonna buy it. Do it. How many miles are on it? Four hundred. How? <laughs> I wouldn't buy that car if I had the money. <laughs> this should break down on my way home. Wow. 
it's, I bet it has a sign on it that says factory tires. Like that, that crappy Viper. Yeah. Anyways, All so right. let's shut this down. We'll see you guys later. Yep, catch you guys next week.